coming to you from deep inside the bowels of a great big empty. Get ready for another episode of The Home Defense Show with Skip Coriel. Okay, folks, welcome to The Home Defense Show. This is your host, Skip Coriel. But today, we're going to talk about a big, big event coming up. It's just next week on July 19th. It's a big Second Amendment event. And we have the founder and creator of the event uh, with us. Um, John, welcome to the Home Defense Show. Thank you, Skip. Thanks for having me. I really do appreciate it. I'm, I'm excited about this event. I can tell you that. <laughs> well, I, I know it's a lot of work putting on uh, one of these uh, events, and it, it just consumes you know, a lot of your time. So why don't you start out? Just tell us, uh, you know, about the event. When is it? Where is it? Uh, what's going to be happening? So the event is uh, Defend Our 2A, Michigan's Fight for Self-Preservation. And what it really was is a culmination of all of these gun advocacy groups, organizations, candidates, vendors, businesses all across the state saying, hey, look, what we're seeing right now in Lansing is not okay. It's an extreme infringement on our rights. And we have to stand up and we have to galvanize the troops, uh, even those who wouldn't normally get involved, we have to do this. And so this has been a, uh, a labor of love for the last six or seven months, really kind of piecing together, working with all kinds of different entities and types of individuals uh, to culminate on this day on July 19th um, at Freedom Farms in Ionia. And uh, it's going to be an all-day event. You know, 8 o'clock in the morning, we're going to open the gates. The vendors will start rolling around. The food will start getting made. 10 o'clock, we've got live music coming on. The band's going to start up and playing. And then about noon, the speakers start coming in. And then we have noon from noon to 3, the speakers come in. And, and then the vendors will still be out there. The band will come back on. And then all of our VIP speakers will then be in the uh, private v, uh, VIP experience afterwards. So, again, it's a, it's a great culmination of efforts across the entire state, a spectrum of entities, organizations, and people. And it's, it's a really exciting day, uh, not just for people who are always into the gun rights, uh, advocacy, but, but for people who want to learn more and, and understand what's going on in their state and how they can get better involved and activated. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, eight, eight, people could come at eight, as early as 8 a.m. and uh, stay as late as 3 p.m., correct? Uh, they can stay as late as 5 p.m. The, the vendors will be still open. They'll okay. be out there as long as they're out there. Come along, enjoy it, have a good time. All right. Okay. So uh, you got this brainchild. When did you get this idea and what really motivated you uh, to do it? Because it's a lot of work. So, you know, one of the biggest things was, you know, I, I'd run for state representative in, in 2022. And unfortunately, with the, the politicization of politics, uh, myself and 25 other fellow Republicans were removed from the ballot for just nitpicky reasons. Um, and so that just intensified my activism and my fight to, to take away some of this um, overreaching government at the hands and, and being a Marine Corps veteran, uh, I, you know, a CPL holder myself, I work for the Barry County Sheriff's Department uh, and corrections, all of this, you know, having a, a foundation of understanding what my self-preservation, my rights are and defending myself and knowing that Michigan was getting stripped of those. I really started and I looked at it and I said, look, we've got to do something before these bills come in or else we're going to lose everything. Well, uh, they, the Democrats moved a lot faster than we anticipated. I mean, I, we knew they were going to move quick, but boy, they moved right through Lansing with these bills and they're not done. And so I, I said immediately, we've got to do something. We've got to galvanize it. And like you said, it, it does take a lot of work. I don't, you know, if you put on big events like this, you understand the logistics, the little tiny things, every little detail matters. 
Um, and it's all putting it all, it's a symphony of, of volunteers and uh, logistics coming together just for the right time. Um, and so it really is a labor of love being able to do this, but I want people to see that they're not alone out there, that there are other people like them and that we together uh, as a group can stand up and fight against uh, tyrannical overreach. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, um, John, you've got some speakers. Uh, who is going to be showing up at the event to talk? So we've got a couple different speakers. Uh, we'll, we'll start off with the McClowskis. The McClowskis uh, in 2021 were famously seen uh, coming out of their house when Black Lives Matter approached in their neighborhood and onto their lawn, tearing down their gates. The McClowskis were the ones that were holding the, the AR-15 and the pistol. Um, and eventually the, the attorney general there said, no, this is, uh, uh, this is brandishing illegally, brandishing weapons, and this needs to be... Um, uh, they need to be charged for this. It's a felony. And eventually they pleaded down to a misdemeanor and the governor then went ahead and pardoned them. So mm -hmm. they're going to be coming out to Michigan. I'm excited about them. Well, we also have Lucas uh, Gerhardt, which a lot of people may or may not know, but during the 2020, uh, during the height of COVID, this got lost in translation, but a Chippewa County native in, in the UP, he posted a Snapchat uh, photo of him and his AR-15. And it literally said, Taking this big bad boy up, this ought to make the snowflakes melt. And by snowflakes, <laughs> I mean snow, eh? And he literally posted that on the Snapchat. Well, two people from his college called that in as a domestic terroristic threat. And he was arrested and charged with domestic terrorism for that Snapchat photo. And currently, he is still fighting litigation on that on both First and Second Amendment grounds. And so he's really trying hard to go ahead and fight this. He's, and he's a young kid. He's only... Uh, 22 years old, so he's going to be coming up here as well. But then obviously we have Sheriff Mack, uh, the founder of the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, who's going to be here uh, talking about how we can get better involved and equip other sheriffs in other counties, because truly sheriffs are the last line of defense for every single one of our counties. And we've lost that, that translation over the last 150 years. We truly have. Um, and Sheriff Mack has really revitalized that with this organization, this association, obviously working with Sheriff Darleaf. Uh, I understand that probably better than than a lot of other people, but that's exactly what we need. We need those types of sheriffs. And then finally, we have Kyle Rittenhouse, and Kyle Rittenhouse should be a household name at this point. But you know, Kyle was a young man helping during the uh, the riots in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and he was helping uh, give aid and helping store owners protecting their property when he was attacked. Um, he was attacked. He was attacked with a skateboard. He was chased down. He tried to flee several times. He was knocked down on the ground, beat a couple times, and then someone tried pulling out a a pistol on him where he he literally did his own self-preservation. He shot, fired, and shot three individuals, killed one, took one's bicep off, and and you know, calmly and and perfectly legally walked to the police and said, "Look, I did this." And of course, the media is going to do what they're going to do, and the legislators wanted him um, hung by a, a jury of social media, uh, you know, uh, jurors, but. Eventually, the law got in, and and he was exempted and uh, acquitted of all charges. And that, again, that's that's our Second Amendment at work. Uh, but if he was somewhere else, he may not have had that that same right. So we need to keep fighting for these types of things. Yeah, yeah. You know, so many people, even to this day, don't really know the facts of that that Rittenhouse case. They just passively accept whatever the media passes off onto them and they still don't know the truth. So uh, I'm glad, right. I'm glad we have him, uh, him coming. Uh, you got a great lineup of uh, speakers. So I'm excited to, to hear about them. 
and uh, I'm certainly going to be there. I will. I'll be there probably about seven o'clock or so to get all set up and uh, all of that. I'll have my booth there, and I'll have all my books there. And uh, you know, I want all my fans to to come to this um, because you need to support uh, anyone who is yeah. fighting for your Second Amendment right. So this is just a great opportunity for all gun owners to come out and. You know, from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., if you can't stay the whole time, that's fine, but at least come for part of that time. Now, John, where can people uh, go to get the information or maybe, uh, you know, I saw your your trailer on Facebook. That that looked fantastic. Where do you want to send people that want to know more about this? So if, if they want to go and, and check this out, they can absolutely go on Facebook. We've got it on social media right now. Uh, we're blasting that out, but you can sons of liberty mi at gmail.com. I send that information. Love to go ahead and send that information. You can also find Sons of Liberty PAC, P A C, uh, on Facebook. We do have our Facebook page as well. Uh, you can also find me and John Rocha, J O N R O C H A, on Facebook. Uh, I, I'm wearing my Marine Corps uniform, but you can also find me on my activist page. We're sharing it everywhere on social media. The event is, is blown up on social media. We're pretty excited about um, just how many people are getting involved in this. And uh, it, it's going to be a great, great time. It really is. Uh, we've got uh, kids bounce houses, for instance. We know parents have kids and it's in the middle of the day. We understand that. And so we actually have an entire area, uh, the kids zone area, right in the middle of the vendor section um, that has a bounce house, a bounce obstacle place, uh, face painting for the kids. Uh, we have a, a cooling area for with water and tents so people can come out of the sun if they need to relax. You know, bring your lawn chairs. Make sure you bring an umbrella if you want. We've got all of that there. We've got plenty of food. We've got food vendors going to be there. Uh, so you can go ahead and grab lunch or, or dinner, stay however you want. Um, and then if you want to meet these speakers afterwards, again, we've got a ticketed private uh, VIP experience. Those tickets will be available there as well. There will be food and dinner to serve uh, there as well. So if, if that's something you want to do, I, we welcome that. We're just excited about this in general. And uh, we do know that uh, the people in Lansing uh, that do not want this to happen, do not want our, do want to strip us of our Second Amendment rights. We know they're watching this event very closely. Uh, so we do have, you know, we have uh, done a very good job of making sure we've got very good security, good volunteers walking around. Um, and, and we're in close, you know, engagement with local law enforcement and state officials, letting them know everything that's going on. So, uh, you know, agitators need not apply. Uh, we're here to uh, rightfully and constitutionally, you know, project our second amendment rights and, and let everybody know know institutionally where we stand um and where we are as a country where we should be okay well i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna post this i'm gonna get this out and get it out to all the followers if, if you support the the second amendment man you got to make it to this event because we haven't had speakers like this in many 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 years so come on out to that's located in in ionia at freedom farms I assume the 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 address and map and directions are all there on your uh, Facebook page. Uh, they all are, and I did want to just uh, one quick out here, Skip. We do have a very interesting thing, um, hopefully showing up. I'm in I'm in the process of doing it, um, and you may remember this. There was a very large Second Amendment event in 1994 put on by a group called Brassroots. Yeah, yeah, I um, that. at the state capitol. So a gentleman named John Kuhn was involved in that. Um, and we're looking at getting the Brassroots plaque uh, that they had put together with 18,000 spent cartridges that they put together. 
we're looking at getting that plaque brought in. Um, it's a, it's a, I think a, a four foot by six foot plaque and they've carted that around. So we really wanted to engage some of these people that have been in this fight for a long time and say, hey, look, we still got your back, we're still here. And so uh, we're, we're working on that. I'm working with, with the gentleman behind that to see if we can get that there, because I think it would be a great way to just bring the past and the present together. Awesome. Well, that's great. Okay, well, I, I'll be there. Uh, Second Amendment March will be there and a whole lot of other people. So uh, if you, if you want to send uh, John out an email, Sons of Liberty, mi at gmail.com and i will see you uh july 19th 8 a.m at freedom farms in near ionia but john hey thank you very very much for being on the home defense show today we appreciate all the work that you're doing thank you skip i really appreciate the opportunity all righty okay folks uh that's all we have for today don't forget our uh, our sponsors uh uscca united states concealed carry association and then also center shot indoor gun range centershotgunrange.com where it's always a perfect 70 degrees this is skip corey on home defense show we will see you next week july 19 have a great day god bless and stay safe thank you for joining us this week on the home defense show now Get out there and protect the ones you love. We'll see you next week with more of the best in home defense. Bye-bye, boys! Have fun storming the castle! We're recording. <laughs> now it's time for our self-defense report. Take us there, Skip. All of us here at Frontlines of Freedom believe strongly in your right to keep and bear arms for protection of yourself and your family. All across the country, violent crime is skyrocketing. And now, more than ever, Americans need to stand up and exercise their Second Amendment rights. Now is the time to get trained and ready to handle this growing threat. But if you're not, please look into it and learn what you can do to legally carry a firearm to protect the ones you love. What's the story this week, Colonel? Well, at about 12.30 a.m. Saturday, two masked men forced their way into the home of a 73-year-old lady, Linda Ellis. The men demanded money and shot Ellis in her leg. That's when her 12-year-old grandson grabbed a gun and opened fire in self-defense, causing the intruders to flee the home. Police found one of the suspects, identified as 19-year-old Khalil Herring, at a nearby intersection suffering from a gunshot wound. He later died as a result of the injuries, officials said. 73-year-old Ellis was hospitalized with non-life-threatening injuries. Police say charges are not expected to be filed against the 12-year-old boy. Thanks, Colonel. One of the questions I routinely get from my students is this. When should I allow my children to access my firearms? Many people have a knee-jerk emotional reaction to this and perhaps would even become angry about the topic, saying in unequivocal terms, no one should ever allow a minor access to firearms. But I don't agree with that. I grew up out in the country where legal firearms use was quite common. There was always a loaded shotgun leaning in a corner ready for use against animal predators that would occasionally pilfer a chicken or two. At about age 12, my father gave me access to a 22 caliber rifle, which I used on a weekly basis to shoot crows, starlings, and house sparrows. Some people are aghast at that, but quite frankly, back in the 1960s, it was quite common for children to be taught how to use firearms by their parents. It was considered normal and good and a rite of passage. 
Fast forward to 2023, and things have changed drastically. In some jurisdictions, parents can be charged with a felony for allowing their kids to shoot guns unsupervised. Because of that legal and cultural reality, I keep all my guns locked up. Now, don't get me wrong, I still teach my kids how to safely handle guns, how to clean them, hunt with them, and even how to use them for personal protection. But it's more formal now than when I was a kid. In today's age of liberal demonization of all firearms and firearms owners, I highly recommend you keep your guns locked up, but that you also actively teach your children gun safety and marksmanship. Teach them that guns are good in the hands of good people. This 12-year-old boy shot and killed a man. That puts him in a category that even most law enforcement officers and soldiers never attain. At 12 years old, he's not capable of processing that emotionally on his own. He'll need help from people who love him so that he can get on with his childhood. If I were to meet this boy, I would console him, but I would also thank him for the service he did to society. I would reassure him that even though what he did was unpleasant, it was also very necessary and that he saved the life of his grandmother and possibly even his own life. What you did was moral and just. Frontlines of Freedom salutes this North Carolina boy and wishes him all the best as he grows into a capable and virtuous young man. Well said, Skip.